Welcome to the Stork Storytime Podcast at the North Liberty Community Library. Are you expecting or thinking of starting a family? If so, this podcast is for you. Just as it's never too late to develop a love of reading, it's never too early either. and I'm the Assistant Director at the North Liberty Community Library. Hi, my name is Emily O'Sheridan-Tabor and I'm the Family Services Librarian at the Library. We're glad you're listening to our first ever podcast from the Library. During this podcast, we'll explain what our Womb Literacy Initiative is and the programs that we've developed to support this concept, including Stork Storytimes and Read to the Bump. Most people have probably heard of the term early literacy and may even be aware of the tremendous amount of time libraries dedicate to programs supporting it. For example, weekly story times and summer reading programs are offered by a majority, if not all, public libraries. In addition to our regular weekly story times, last year we began offering a My Baby Story Time for kids birth to 24 months old. It has been really popular, and the babies and parents really enjoy their time together. This past summer was the first time we offered a baby summer reading program, and all of the feedback has been positive about that as well. It really was, Emily. It it was great to see so many babies and young kids coming regularly to the library. I'm excited for this summer's reading program. Me too. While uh, early literacy targets children beginning at birth and is designed to help them learn early literacy skills like knowing their ABCs so that they'll be able to learn to read and write when entering school, I believe we're at a point where we as libraries can and should move this literacy time frame up earlier still to while the child is still in the womb, thus the term womb literacy. Womb Literacy is a cutting-edge initiative that will educate expecting parents on the role they play as their child's first teacher and in their child's early literacy development. Daily literacy habits, like reading to their child or if there's already children in the family, reading to their sibling before they're born, so it'll be easier to continue that daily reading habit after they're born. Expecting parents will learn about early literacy skills and how children learn those skills, enabling the child to be better prepared when starting school. It will also encourage positive interactions between the parent and child and between the child and books. So womb literacy doesn't mean that babies will be able to read and write while in the womb, (laughs) nor does it mean they'll be born knowing how to read and write. It is simply moving the time frame up from that birth to 24 months to focusing on the months before they are born. Correct. If those literacy routines are already in place before the child's born, it will be easier to continue those reading habits afterward instead of trying to start them amidst the chaos all newborns bring to families. Oh yeah, that is a really crazy time. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. So tell us a little bit about how you came up with this idea. Well, this concept is based on my own personal experiences as a new mom and the struggles I had in starting a daily reading routine after my first child was born. Like most expecting moms, I did what I could to prepare beforehand. I read the books, I tried to eat healthy and exercise, I went to my prenatal appointments. 
But in reality, it is really difficult to know what your life is going to be like after your little bundle of joy has arrived, and it is nearly impossible to prepare for what's in store for you and your family. You're right. Transitioning into parenthood is not only extremely rewarding, but also frustrating at times. I think most parents can probably remember a moment or two when they felt overwhelmed with their new role of being a parent. There's so many details to tend to and and decisions to make, like how are you going to feed your child? Are you going to use cloth or disposable diapers? Who's going to care for your child? You know, and how do those strollers and car seats work? Or even when are you going to be able to take a shower? Can I get a nap, (laughs) much less read a book? That's right. Hospitals give you a crash course on caring for your child right before they send you home. My husband and I learned how to feed, bathe, change, and even hold our son. But nobody showed us how to read to him or how very important it was to do from day one. We received a board book and some literacy information while we were in the hospital. And that was part of our Begin With Books program that's sponsored by our local library, bank, and hospital. But it, along with all of the other baby paraphernalia that we'd received from the hospital, went straight into the pile in the corner of our living room where it stayed, um, unfortunately, much later when my husband finally sorted through it all. And even after sorting through it, did you use it at all? (laughs) I didn't. Uh, Well, um, I knew it was important to read to my child. It was just a struggle to start doing it. A daily reading routine was not high on my priority list when we were trying to also establish daily sleeping and eating routines. I meant to get to it, but being honest, although I did read to him most days, (laughs) it didn't get accomplished as often as I would have liked. You know, when you're lacking sleep, adjusting to being a new parent, you're in survival mode and lots of things get put aside till later. I know. I had a lot of the same experiences, too, where I wish that I would have started a lot earlier reading to my children and included my partner in it as well. As far as developing the womb literacy concept, I remember my aha moment quite vividly. Um, I had stayed at home with my first two boys, and after a couple of years, I decided I I really probably should look for a part-time job to get out of the house a little bit. So I started my career in libraries. A few years after that, I was at a library conference listening to a session on early literacy programs, and this was specifically talking about the Reach Out and Read program, where doctors and nurses promote early literacy by giving books to children when they come for their well baby checkups. While the speaker was explaining the details of that program, I literally wanted to stand up and shout, no, it's too late. Now, the caveat, of course, is that it's never too late to start reading, develop a love of reading, but um, I felt it was too late waiting till their baby appointments. I kept thinking it needs to be done sooner. I was thinking about my experiences, taking my kids to their checkups, and sometimes those appointments were a little hectic. By the time the doctor was actually giving me that board book and telling me the importance of reading daily, I'd already dealt with getting three young boys out the door, strapped into the car, you know, negotiating traffic uh, up a parking ramp that usually only had a spot left on the very top level. You know, I'd corralled two kids into a stroller and negotiated with one kid wanting to help push that stroller. We'd gone through a skywalk, two elevator rides before we found ourselves sitting in a waiting room, avoiding germs, and then another waiting room um, until the doctor, as I said, finally came. My point with this is that for many people, many parents, well baby checkups can be stressful. 
They may have questions on their milestones or the developmental issues of their baby. Um, the child may be colicky or not eating enough or sleeping enough or growing enough. You know, there's the never-ending shots that are coming. With my kids, I was always concentrated on what the doctor was asking me. Are they able to hold a string. Well, I didn't know I was supposed to give my baby a string. Are they supposed to be stacking blocks? At three months, they're supposed to be stacking blocks. I was never concerned about reading because I knew that that would come. It was the other things that the doctor was asking me that I was always focused on and stressed out about. Right, exactly. So, you know, while my first two boys got their board books while they were at the hospital, my third son did receive um, a couple of board books uh, at his well baby checkup as part of that Reach Out and Read program. And even though at that point I'd been working in libraries for a while and was even a director at that time, and I was well aware of the benefits of reading to your kids, I still thought we could be reaching out to them sooner. So while it is a great idea to give books to babies in the hospital and and to kids during their checkups, I kept thinking as I was listening at that conference that it would be even better if we could move that time frame up earlier still. To say, for example, during their prenatal checkups, when the mom goes to her OBGYN doctor before the child's even born. Yeah. So if we could reach those parents sooner, start those literacy habits before the baby arrives. Well, I knew personally I would have done a much better job of reading daily, and so I thought if I could have done better, perhaps other parents would too. Absolutely. So for, unfortunately, about a decade, I continued to think about this. You know, I was a busy mom. I was a librarian. I always had more than enough on my plate to do much more than think about this concept. But last year, the timing was finally right to begin developing it. So here we are doing our first Stork Storytime podcast. Yeah, like I said, I had a lot of the same experiences also. Um, I think like many parents, I seem to struggle with knowing when to read to my child, if I could work that into our daily routines. Um, Even though we know that the research indicates that children are entering school not prepared to learn to read or write, I didn't want that for my kids. But I just couldn't find the time sometimes, and it wasn't high on my priority list also. Um, There's research that actually shows that less than 50%, so 48% of parents in the United States read to their children on a daily basis. And that's according to the Reach Out and Web, um, I will reach out and read Iowa website. We just really want to increase that number. That's right. You know, and if kids aren't ready to read when they're younger, it's hard to catch up later. A common benchmark is used as the fourth grade. And if children are behind at that grade, unfortunately, they tend to stay behind. Current literacy programs like Born to Read, Reach Out and Read, Every Child Ready to Read, and and others are good, and they're making a difference, and they need to continue. However, they all target the child after they're born. That's right. Even the American Academy of Pediatrics recognizes that reading to your child from day one is imperative. Unfortunately for many parents, you, myself, um, it's difficult to start, which is why we are advocating moving that timeline up. Similar to preparing for baby's physical needs, such as buying diapers and clothes, setting up a nursery, and scheduling childcare, um, you don't do those things after a baby is born. You start thinking about those things months and months ahead. So starting early literacy routines before birth is important. That's right, Emily. If, if parents can, if expecting families can start developing good literacy habits before birth, 
it's just going to be easier to continue those habits after the child's born. So it really just enables the child to be more prepared when starting school. I agree. So we've talked about what womb literacy is. Can you tell us about what programs the library is going to be offering as part of this initiative? Definitely. We've currently developed three programs that include a baby fair, stork story time, and read to the bump. The Baby Fair is sponsored by Mercy Hospital of Iowa City, and we held it last August that it kind of helped kick things off and helped draw awareness to the concept. The purpose was to gather in one location a variety of local businesses and nonprofit organizations for expecting families to browse, collect information, and learn about what resources our community has to offer for their baby's arrival. That was really fun. We had over 40 vendors and 100 people that came to the fair, which we thought was good, especially it being our first time. We offered a variety of free activities for families um, that they could participate in while they were at the fair, including vision screening and a car seat safety check. Everyone from the staff who put it on to the vendors who were there to the participants that came thought it was a great success. And we're looking forward to doing that again this year. That's right. I had a really good time. We're going to start planning for that pretty soon. So um, we expect a, a bigger and better fair. More activities for children. Exactly. So we've covered the baby fair. What's the second program in the Womb Literacy Initiative? That would be our Stork Storytime. And originally it was designed to be a nine-month monthly program at our library geared toward expecting parents. Um, It was designed to help them feel more confident in their role as their child's first teacher by sharing with them information on the early literacy skills kids need to learn so they're prepared to learn when entering school. It would get them into the habit of coming to the library before their baby arrives. You know, I remember when I was pregnant, um, I kind of still felt out of place visiting the children's section of the library. I kind of felt like I didn't belong. It would be a little weird without a kid. (laughs) Right. So, you know, it's going to be easier to continue visiting the library after your child is born if you've already gotten into the habit of coming before your child is born. You also get used to the people at the library. You know what resources they have available. And then you kind of get more comfortable coming to story time. Sometimes for new parents, they don't know what a story time is. They don't know the quote rules. They don't know how it works. Exactly. And it would be a natural segue to the My Baby Story Time that we started last year and that, you know, has been really popular. Absolutely. So this story time, as we mentioned, would be an environment where expecting families could share their common experiences, providing support to each other. We'd have guest speakers share information on the early literacy skills and how children develop those skills by talking or reading, singing, listening, and playing. Parents would also learn about the resources the library has to offer them both before and after their baby arrives. And by learning about this information while their child is still in the womb, expecting parents will have the knowledge needed to continue those habits again after baby arrives. That sounds really great. So how are the story times going? Well, we offered a couple of them, and then we realized it's difficult to offer a program for a targeted audience like expecting parents at a set day, at a set time, you know, and at a set location. Even though our community is rapidly growing, the format for this story time um, might work better at a larger library system, you know, where they can draw from a wider audience base to start with. We feel, however, though, that this type of program is invaluable and that its information is important and we want to continue getting that information out. So we started doing some brainstorming, and we came up with the concept of presenting this information in a podcast. 
So this way, expecting and new parents can listen when it's convenient for them. You know, whether it's during their commute, a 2 a.m. feeding. During nap time. Exactly, exactly. We're really excited about this format because it'll enable us to reach new and expecting families from all over, not just those in our community that frequent our library. So the Stork Storytime podcast will have the same information but be presented in a podcast format instead of being held at the library. Yes, our podcast will be geared toward anyone who's thinking about starting a family, is already expecting, or has recently become a parent. Great. So we've talked about the baby fair and covered the story times. What's the third program? Our third program in the Womb Literacy Initiative is the Read to the Bump. That is our final program to be implemented um, because it's dependent on funding. But ironically, it was the original concept I had in mind when developing our womb literacy. We want to begin baby's personal library while they're still in the womb. Neat. It is. I think my hope is to give four books to the expecting family beginning with their six-month prenatal OBGYN appointment and continuing through that ninth month. That is really exciting. So why did you decide to start with the sixth month? Well, remember while I was listening at that library conference and had my aha moment, I continued to think um, what would be the optimal time frame to begin reading to your child give the expecting family some time to develop their reading routines, yet before they're actually holding their newborn in their arms and those daily routines, at least for a while, kind of were erratic. Uh, the time frames at conception and birth or delivery, they're both equally awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that just left me sometime during the actual pregnancy. Right in the middle. <laughs> exactly. So it, obviously it would be wonderful to fund books for every month of the pregnancy but until we're able to secure that funding we thought starting at six months would be a good time frame because then babies you know during that month are able to develop the ability to hear with inside the womb parents have hopefully adjusted to the pregnancy and gotten through that first trimester they're being sick (laughs) exactly and they'd still have some time before their child was born to develop those reading routines Again, thinking back to my trips to the pediatrician for those well baby checkups and how chaotic some of them were, if we can get those board books into the expecting parents' hands, start emphasizing early literacy skills during their prenatal checkups, they'd have more time and hopefully be more successful at starting a reading routine that would then be more likely to be stuck with after their child was born. That is great. What kind of impact do you think reading to your child while they are still in the womb will have on the expecting family? Well, there's numerous benefits to the family, and some of them include the bonding between the mother and her baby, between the spouse, partner, or significant other, really whoever's in the household and their unborn child. If that family already has children, between that child and their sibling-to-be, they can practice their literacy skills. I remember thinking to my third child, You know, again, I was already a librarian. We had our reading routine well established at that point. But I don't recall including my third son during our reading Mm -hmm. times. Well, that's a really good way for people other than mom to bond with the baby. Sometimes it's hard for siblings, especially if this is the first new baby to come into the house. If you have an older sibling who's not quite used to the new baby or what's going to happen with the new baby and your partner, um, sometimes they can be a little bit left out of the situation because they can't bond with the baby. And this is a really great way for that bonding to happen. Exactly. Other benefits include the family developing good reading habits with their child before they're born, making it easier to continue 
continue those daily routines after they arrive. You know, the expectant mother hopefully then can um, take some quiet time, put her feet up, relax. Any rest the expecting mom is able to get is always a good thing for the baby. Yes. You know, there's lots of research out there that tells us babies are learning inside the womb and that they don't wait until they're born to start learning about their world. That sounds like a really great initiative. So today, in summary, we've talked about why it's important to read to your children, why starting early literacy routines will help build a successful foundation for your child, and we've covered the womb literacy programs offered by the North Liberty Community Library. There are the Baby Fair, the Stork Story Times, and the Read to the Bump. Thanks for listening to our Stork Storytime podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us. And remember, just as it's never too late to learn early literacy skills and develop a love of reading, it's never too early either.